Helping us all understand how we can make an environmental difference. This is KCLR's Ecological with Brian Redmond. Well, you're very welcome along to this evening's Ecological here on KCLR. 16 minutes past 6 o'clock. Text and WhatsApp lines are open on 083 306 9696. It's the dinnersready.ie contact line. You can message us right throughout the show. The show this evening, it's all about business and our role as business owners to see what we can do to make up our little bit in terms of trying to save the environment. Ireland has a current target to reduce carbon emissions by 51% by 2030 and to achieve a climate neutral economy by 2050. Joining me this evening to talk about all of that is James Hogan, Programme Manager with Clean Technology Centre and that's at the Munster Technological University in Cork and also our very own CEO John Purcell along with Deirdre Drummy, producer of The Bottom Line, who's also been given a big role in terms of trying to help us reduce our impact here at KCLR. Stay with us. We're with you on Ecological right the way through until 7 o'clock this evening. Now, our first guest this evening joining us from CCC, that's the Clean Technology Centre at the Munster Technological University in Cork, is James Hogan. Good evening to you, James. Good evening, Brian. How are you? Well, listen, the, the CTC at Munster Technological University, that was set up back in 1992. I mean, it's widely accepted as being one of the leading organisations in Ireland for promoting sustainability and indeed one of the oldest going back to 1992. Can you tell us a little bit about its history and um, the work that they've done to date? Yeah, we've been in existence 30 years this year, so it's uh, it's quite an achievement. Um it was initially set up by uh, chemical engineers in the CIT at the time, Cork Institute of, Technolo- of Technology, um, because industry at the time was in need of guidance on how do you reduce emissions and pollutants. And, and we have a lot of pharmaceutical, chemical industry in Cork that was focused on them at the time. Now, it's come a long way since then because... Everybody now in business needs to be looking at the the environment and reducing emissions because it's important for business. Because when you're wasting resources such as energy and water and raw materials, you're actually wasting money. So it's not very sustainable for business. So that's that's the main reason why businesses are, are focusing on being green. Is, is to be more competitive. Yeah, and I mean, it's an independent body as well. I mean, the mission is obviously to advise and assist businesses and government and I suppose society at large um, towards a more sustainable pattern of consumption and, and, and production, for example. You know, as you mentioned, the pharmaceutical company down there. But how is CTC funded? Is it funded um, purely by the work that it does on a commercial basis or is it, you know, avail- availing of European funding? Um, yeah, we bring in funding to ourselves through... Um, our work with a national program such as EPA programs. Uh, we do work for the EU and we do work for OECD, but we do a lot of work on the ground too uh, with Irish business. And there's a number of schemes, uh, which I was going to mention at the end, but I'm going to mention them now, um, such as the SAAI energy uh, audits, which companies can avail of, uh, or there's a green for micro under the LEO program. So your local LEO will provide you with free assistance to help your business if you have less than 10 employees. If you're more than 10 employees, then you're looking at the likes of Enterprise Ireland. So there are a number of different supports there for business. So we we get funding from those organisations to help us 
her business. And you've worked with over 400 companies, but maybe not you personally, but I mean, CTC has worked with over 400 companies, Irish companies to mm-hmm. this date. Have you found the level of interest from Irish companies really ramping up in the last sort of five years or so? I mean, obviously, come back to, going back to 1992, it wouldn't have been the top yeah. of most CEOs um, to-do list, but that's probably changed a little bit in recent times. Yeah, I, th- I think in the last year or two in particular, it's it's gone crazy. You know, everybody now is focused on being green and being carbon neutral, a lot of this is down to the increase in publicity in the media, you know, about climate change. Uh, like back in 30 years ago, uh, if you heard about climate change, well, we weren't really talking about it back then, but to talk about even environmental issues back then was seldom. Nowadays, it's every, if you listen to radio, it's every hour, every minute, <laughs> you know, it's, it's green, 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 uh, which is a good thing. But um, there's a lot of talk still and probably not enough action. That would be my, my view. Yeah. Uh, it's funny, that struck me earlier on when I was looking at the CTC website, and it's not a, it's not an accusation I'm levelling directly at CTC, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of work on the website in terms of the different schemes they've been involved in, which are there, if you like, to create information. And it seems to me like we're probably still at that stage where the focus is on creating information and divulging that information to the public and to business owners more so than actually putting in places and the various different schemes and we'll talk about some of them schemes because there was an interesting quote on your website um, and I'll come back to that just in a moment. I'm going to take a quick little ad break I'm talking to um, the Centre for Technology um, the Clean Technology Centre, apologies down at Munster University Technology it's all about businesses here on this evening's um, ecological show in KCLR. James Hogan, stay with us so we'll come back to you in just a moment. Our impact on climate change. KCLR's Ecological, in association with La Hartz Volkswagen. Discover the all-electric Volkswagen ID range at lahartzvolkswagen.ie. KCLR. You're very welcome back to Ecological on KCLR. I'm joined on the line this evening um, by James Hogan from the Clean Technology Centre at Munster Technological University in Cork. And it's all about businesses and what businesses can do. Thanks for staying with us, James. One of the key points that I saw on your website when I was looking at it earlier on, and I quote, the key barriers and driving forces for climate action are no longer technological. Rather, they relate to our societies and how they function. That sort of feeds into what we were talking about before the ad break in terms of the fact that most of the technology is there to try and make mm. things proof. It's action that we need now at this stage, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> I mean, one technology that will become more pre- prevalent in the coming years is renewable energy, such as solar PV. Now, solar PV produces electricity uh, using panels. Uh, you stick them on the roof, they produce electricity. It's locally sourced, it's green uh, you're not relying on fossil fuels, and it works. No, we all know it works. The technology is really good, but business are slow to move, and, and the question is why. Um, some people say, oh, well, look, I'm waiting for the technology to improve. Uh, I don't think that it's actually quite good, very good at the moment. It's not going to improve much more. Some people are waiting for the price to drop. Yeah. And actual fact, it's the opposite. Prices are increasing of late. I've heard um, solar PV panels increasing by 10% in the last... And could you see that continuing to increase? Because obviously with things the way they are at the moment, with the war in Ukraine and us all being so aware of fuel prices, there's going to be a huge demand for people to try and make this jump, maybe a little bit earlier than they had planned to. That's it. I mean, mean, now people are, are, are really 
picking up on this, uh, just talking about solar PV, for example, because you can, electricity prices have gone through the roof. Had they moved six months ago, they would have been able to lock in the price of electricity at a set price for the next 20, 30 years. Mm. Um, now it's increased in price because solar panels have gone up. Um, so I suppose, you know, this is an example. There's lots of different examples. Um, you know, even energy efficiency. Why isn't every business focused hugely on energy efficiency? And part of the reason they are not is it takes resources, it takes staff time, it takes management time to do that and to put a program in place. Um, so because they're so busy running around making widgets or serving food or whatever they do, they don't get the time to focus on uh, resource efficiency. So that's what we try and do. We try and go in there, we do an assessment, we give them the highlights that they should focus on, and then we try and assist them to move in that direction. So they do need support to do that. Well, talking about resource efficiency, I mean, obviously all of this stuff comes from the top down. You know, I suppose one of the key questions is, does the government and its various agencies have the capacity to roll out this level of change in terms of infrastructure and information and funding, or are they going to be hugely stretched beyond their own capacity as well? Yeah, that's a very good question. Um... You know, I, I believe if, if businesses are to be carbon neutral by 2050 or even to reduce our emissions by 50% by 2030, it's a huge stretch for government to uh, to promote this, to fund this. Um, now, as I mentioned, there are a number of different programs out there, um, but they're not at a huge scale, I would say. They, could be, they need to be scaled up um, in order to reach out to business and to make businesses more aware. Of yeah. what they can do, because you know, as you say, one it's very good putting materials up on a website and producing guidance documents, and we we produce a lot of them. But who who actually is going to get the time to sit down and read them? Uh, they really need a bit of hand holding, especially smaller businesses uh, who are so busy doing what they do, they don't get time to actually uh, sit down and, and um, work out how much they're going to save if they change their light bulbs, for example. Yeah, well, talking talking about exactly that after the break, I'm gonna I'm gonna get the opportunity to do something that's strange. I'm gonna get a chance to interview my own boss because I'll be joined by the okay. CEO of KCLR himself, John Purcell, along with um, the bottom line producer, which is his business show produced by Deirdre Drummy. Deirdre is the one here who is wading through all of that paperwork as we speak, trying to look at KCLR's own energy usage and where we can do our own little bit for the environment as well. James, are you happy enough to stay on the line to listen to what these people have to say? A little bit later on and maybe to sure. give us a bit of help and guidance in our own striving to become more sustainable you're listening to Ecological on KCLR 28 minutes past 6 o'clock it's Brian Redmond with you until 7 I'm going to take a quick little break and then we'll be back talking about what we're trying to do here at KCLR to do our bit for the environment you're listening to KCLR's Ecological with Brian Redmond in association with La Hearts Volkswagen discover the all electric Volkswagen ID range at lahartsvolkswagen.com Carlo, Kilkenny, KCLR. Yeah, you're very welcome back to Ecological here on KCLR. Just coming up on half past six this Thursday evening. We're talking everything business this evening and what businesses can do to do their little bit or 
big bit as it stands to try and become more sustainable and to help the environment. Before the ad break, we were talking to James Hogan and we're joined in studio now by CEO of KCLR, John Purcell, and producer of the business show on Saturday mornings, The Bottom Line, Deirdre Drummy. Good evening and welcome along. Hi, Brian. Ecological. Hi, Brian. Uh, you're both very, very welcome. John, I suppose starting with you, I mean, as, as the um, the man who holds the uh, cards when it comes to everything here at KCLR, what was it that made you start looking at KCLR's own impact on the environment? Well, this, I suppose the current uh, run we're on, um, the seriousness of it has been there for quite a while. And I'd been talking about doing stuff for quite a while, like many businesses, you know, kind of going, we must do something about the environment. And I was at a meeting with one of our uh, staff members who's got a keen interest in the environment, not Deirdre. Uh, and I said, oh, we must do this. And I was told, you said that last year. And that really kind of brought it home to me that I'd been doing a lot of talking about it and not enough action. And as you've been saying to James there, we really need to take action. So I started to look at the what is required and I think COP26 was a useful kind of point for us to to reflect on stuff like that and then as you said I present a business show as well uh, and Deirdre lined up an interview with um, the the guy who founded Techies Go Green and I interviewed him, Michael O'Hara was his name and he was basically saying that business has transformed business and society pretty quickly and that if the business sector puts it, its mind to it, it can really undertake quite dramatic reform and so we saw that during COVID, how businesses pivoted and turned and reinvented yeah. themselves. So we could do it for COVID so I just think we need to get our bloody act together and start doing it in relation to the environment. So um, in one of our regular production meetings I was sounding off to Deirdre and Deirdre is kind of charged with making my rantings come true <laughs> <laughs> and um, you know so we were just talking about what we were doing so we spoke to Michael O'Hara and um, we've embarked on a path and like basically you know when you look at the 2050 deadline or the fact that we have to reduce by 51% by the end of the decade yeah. it's totally achievable it should be we, we're not going to start saying like well we need to you know transform our vehicle fleet in eight years I'm going to go and do it next year or the year after you know so I think we have to be very ambitious with the targets and we have to back it up with action and so Deirdre as well as working with me on the bottom line is taking the lead in terms of the nuts and bolts and trying to encourage people to turn off the lights and yeah. all that well, kind we, of we, stuff we'll come to Deirdre no in a better woman because I, th- I think uh, from a business owner's point of view sometimes we can get up with the, with the difference between what's important and what's uh, what needs to be done immediately yeah, all you know, that origin origin versus important, important. important that, yeah. but I think if you can make the realisation and maybe that's what happened with you with those interviews that actually this is both important and urgent that's when maybe looking and at the time to do it is actually now it's a can that you can't keep kicking down the road and you have to do it and you have to do it methodically and you have to do it ambitiously and we just have to do it simple yeah. as before I go over to Deirdre James would that be the type of environment that you would see coming from business leaders um, across the country at the moment where they're actually now coming around to the point that this has to be done now yeah, certainly there's a growing awareness, um, as I say, due to the, a lot of media um, commentary on climate change, etc. Um, and, uh, and that's great. That's a good thing, um, for sure. Well, John just said that he wants to come back to that. Yeah, I mean, I think so. One of the things on KCLR that makes us unusual as a business is that we are actually a media organisation as well. So we've started to look at, um, you know, doing more coverage about the environment. Uh, We've looked at 
programme such as this, which is providing a forum for discussing the issues. So not only, we have two prongs to it. Number one, we have to transform ourselves as a business with five vehicles and 30 staff and, you know, big electricity bill and all that. So we have to do that. But then we have to exercise leadership. And just as we did during COVID and so on, hopefully we'll be able to do that and gather people and enable them and be a bit of a catalyst. But I think... You know, the the um, a lot of the debate is around uh, think global and act local. But a lot of the stuff that I see is just think global, talk global, uh, talk global issues. I was at a at a thing for business, and it was just talking about the ice ice caps melting and I kind of went oh no not again should we know that I just yeah. need to know what we need to do yeah no it's it's huge and I mean the person who's been charged here I suppose with wading through what we need to do dear the drummy um, how did you feel when you were sort of at that production meeting with John and he said listen we need you to do a little bit of extra work we need you to look at what we're actually doing here at Casey Law had you got any sort of background at all in looking at things like this no no background at all um, but I think it is a matter of just researching so James's point earlier is there's a lot out there but not enough action so yeah. possibly there's too much information out there as in it becomes overwhelming for people um, so you do have to just go back to the basics of doing your own research and finding what works for you Yeah, which is essentially how we started through our own conversations here and what we might want to achieve um, and it was through that, through researching online, figuring out that there's, you know, carbon footprint calculators online. They might work for some organisations, not for others, but it's through finding that. Yeah. Um, you know, and James referred to like the SEAI and um, Green for Micro through the Leo and you have the EPA websites. There's loads of information there and there are grants available for SMEs. So there, there's nothing to stop people from just really going for this themselves um, and it is just a matter of spending time so I think to John's point earlier it is finding the time to do that Yeah, I mean James w- when you were talking earlier on that really resonated with Deirdre when you were talking about the amount of information mm. that's actually out there I could see her nodding her head in the background now we're quite lucky here at Casey Lord to have people like Deirdre who are great at research but of course not every business is set up with those type of people on their staff where would you James recommend that somebody who may be running a very small business but might have those overheads those costs those responsibilities Responsibility to the environment starts to look if they don't have the type of skill that we have in Deirdre available on the staff? Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you asked me that question. Um, we ran a programme for a number of years at the King Technology Centre called Green Business. And uh, one of the, the tools, an online tool we developed, was called the, uh, it's actually greenbusiness.ie. If you go to the website greenbusiness.ie, you can go online there. And you can answer a questionnaire. It takes about 10, 15 minutes. And in response to your answers, um, there is a action plan written for you and sent to your email. So it's a very quick way to start. It does an overview of what are you doing in terms of energy, what are you doing in terms of water waste, and what kind of systems have you got in place. So I would recommend that as a starting point, no matter what size your business is. Um, so it'll give you a report and it'll, it'll give you some pointers, you know, point you in the right direction. Well, Deirdre, I mean, you can see you were scribbling furiously notes there as well. Is that something that you were aware of, that you're nodding your head at me as if it's like, oh, that was, would have been a bit of a help or a bit more interest? Yeah, I think so. And I think anything that can simplify the process for businesses um, who are, you know, maybe stuck for time or, as you said, stuck for resources in terms of employees who can spend time researching this, mm. 
anything that can simplify it and encourage them, make it easy, then that's half the battle. I want to try and help business owners that might be listening to try and get through the first day. So you started, at some point you said, right, I better sit down and start having a look at this. You put your researcher's hat on, you probably started with the SEO website, maybe went down a rabbit hole. How did you feel four hours later, five hours later, when you all of a sudden felt like, well, I'm not going to tell you how you might have felt, you tell me how you felt. Well, I actually felt like I learned an awful lot more. So, I mean, there's no, there's never, uh, it's never a bad thing to read and understand why we need to do these things. There's a lot in the media, but it's really bringing you back to the basics in terms of what it actually can do for your business. Yeah. So not only are you maybe helping the environment, but you referred to it earlier, or James referred to it, you are then, you know, look at cost saving measures for your organization in terms of reducing your energy usage, your bills, Perhaps vehicles in terms of if you have fossil fuel vehicles uh, and you convert to electric vehicles, you know, they're all cost saving measures. So bottom line is you're cost saving as well. <laughs> See as what the you did there, John. She managed well, to get a plug in yeah. for the business exactly show, which on morning, Saturday morning, the bottom nine line between nine and um, ten. <laughs> but, but the other thing I would say as well is that what, what I've noticed is that the team are just dying to do stuff mm. because people, there's a big eagerness. Everybody is not just business managers or chief executives or people, you know, there's a general, there's a huge willingness towards uh, people want to get stuck in and sort this uh, um, problem for the world. Yeah. And I think that's what people are going to do. So, like, what we're hopefully going to do is is kind of make it relatable to say, like, look, this is all the carbon that we're producing here in KCLR, so we need to get it down. Yeah. And then actually relate it back to individuals to say, well, you know, just turn off the light in the meeting room when you're finished with it. Well, James, we'll come back later on to looking at maybe some of the more advanced steps that we could take in future. But one of the things to say to everybody listening is one of the first things, well, post all her research, one of the things Deirdre has done is she's put notices up around all of the offices, all the meeting rooms, all the studios, things like it doesn't get better than 100%, i.e. unplug the chargers when the phone is charged, or if you're the last one leaving, please switch off the lights. And you know what? It has made a difference because I've actually found myself sitting in the office sometimes later on in the afternoon going, well, I've got the screen on. The only source of light I really need in this room is the LED that I'm looking at. I don't need to have the overhead lights on. It's a good little start point James if you're actually in the process of doing the research but are not willing maybe to wait until everything is perfect and um, to start with simple little things like that isn't it uh, absolutely I mean awareness can make a huge difference um, to reducing um, emissions reducing your energy consumption it's estimated that about five percent of your energy can be reduced by just raising staff awareness at that simple measure um, so, and again, there are lots of materials that, that you can find on, on websites like the SEA website for energy and energy efficiency. Um, on MyWaste.ie, for example, uh, promotes good waste segregation. So, like, if you do have a, a canteen in your office and you, you want to encourage people to segregate their waste, maybe you should provide some signage and some um, to encourage people to do the segregation and separate their food waste, for example. Um, just to make it clear to people what needs to go in the right bin, for example. Um, so, yeah, that, that awareness is really important. Because that's the thing. It's not just about energy consumption. I mean, sometimes from 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 a pound shillings and pence perspective, that's the, probably the first one that might jump out to business yeah. business owners. You know, how can we cut the energy costs? How can we cut 
the you know the change the usage of electricity can we move from fuel and um, fossil fuels in the in the vehicles or in the fleets into more electric but that's not taking into account water usage food waste waste in general all that type of stuff they're all very very important parts of what we're doing here because they have a knock-on effect further down the chain absolutely and i mean a lot of people are doing uh have good environmental practice in their homes you know the conscious of energy the conscious of waste and if you're if people are in an office and they're not doing that people are saying why are we doing this this, this is ridiculous you know so that they're going to be going back to management asking them can we can we try and improve uh environmental performance here you know we have a crisis on at the moment with climate change okay deirdre coming back to you how far through the process are you now and i know this is probably going to be a bit of an open-ended question because it'll be an open-ended challenge i'm sure in terms of continuing to reduce our impact on the environment how long have you been involved in 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 looking at this now is it a number of months probably six months i'm guessing uh probably not even six months right but it is months as opposed to weeks. And um, I suppose we're at the stage of where we now have had our energy audit done as in the site visit. Okay. So we await that report. So that'll be interesting to see what our So tell me about that energy audit because when I read some of the details on the energy audit, I thought, oh, that's the type of thing as a business owner. You, you know, when you've got... <laughs> John's laughing in the background here because when I read it, I see that it's looking for details like, for example, the type of insulation that might be in the walls and the square footage and site plans. You know, as... It, this is not meant as an insult. As a staff member, that's probably stuff that you don't have access oh, no, to I or knowledge of. The top of my head. Did you? So, so no. John, how did you feel the day that Deirdre knocked on your office door and said, John, what are the walls insulated with? Was it a case of, oh, Deirdre, do I really have to get into this now? Can you not? I delegated that one um, as far as I remember. Well, I, I can see the importance of it. It wasn't something that I'd thought of previously, but that's the level of detail you need to get down into. So, um, you know, we need to find a way of, of getting that kind of information. And I think the key to this this challenge is that it's not kind of fancy stuff you know it's just it's the real it's the hard yards yeah. so we need to do that kind of stuff and it's not you know turning off the lights and you know being eco being green and all that stuff is is nice but it, it comes down to just altering your behavior and getting aware of stuff because this is the detail that makes a big difference as to what stuff and so while we it, it is important to say that like while uh, that we have put particular emphasis in it over the last couple of months probably since cop 26 for example but we have for a while tried to do the right thing i mean we got grants from the three counties energy agency yeah. in relation to repl- looking at how we cooled our rack room as we call it where all our electronic and transmission equipment is done and that made quite a difference we did that a number of years ago we've been lo- you know we're, we're looking at replacing one of our vehicles um immediately we look as far back as like last um uh september looked at replacing that with an electric vehicle but what what we've found with that is that there's a long supply chain uh, issue in getting it Mm. and so on and when you know we built a new outside broadcast unit about three years ago we did look at the possibility of securing electric vehicle for that but they just don't make electric vehicles that big yet yeah you know so we're kind of on a journey, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Deirdre, how long did that take from the point of um, start to when you actually had the, uh, the that first energy audit completed? Um, I think we probably started looking at that in January in terms of going about... Just this session. January? Yeah, like it is... A it can be done quickly. Okay. Like once you discover the information on how to go about it, I mean, you can apply for the grants online, etc. And 
the, you know, you said about getting the information about wall insulation, roof insulation. That's, you know, just going about chasing the right person <laughs> to get that information for, you know, so... Um, you know, it can be done quickly. And, and how long ago was the audit? I know we haven't received a report yet, but roughly how long ago was the audit completed? We just did that on Monday. Okay, so we're talking probably in and around about eight weeks, eight, nine weeks from the time that you actually... Yeah, since uh, we... Yeah. Well, the good news is I think there's a huge demand for audits at the there moment. There is, you know, yeah. And a lot of businesses are actually getting their act together and starting to do it. I don't know, is it the New Year's resolution thing or whatever? But my sense is that there's a huge openness and that people are quietly taking the the, leap. the crisis into their own hands and just getting stuck in. James, listen to what we've talked about so far. How well is Deirdre doing? Is is sort of seven, eight weeks, nine weeks from the point of inception to actually having an energy audit completed? Is that pretty good going? Yeah, that, that's great. Uh, I mean, uh, once you get your um, your audit back now, you'll be looking at act- an action plan. Um, I mean, that was something that I was going to suggest that, you know, for any business getting up and going, uh, the action plan is fairly essential. You know, you need to decide on what actions you can take. And doing an audit, like an energy audit, can determine what are the key actions. And then you can prioritise those and assign them to somebody. So that, that that's important too, to assign them to someone that's going to do them. Um, another important part of the whole process is uh, benchmarking. So environmental benchmarking, we call it. So it's important to know like, how much energy is your business using and compare that to say some activity within the business so like if it was a restaurant you'd be looking at energy use per per cover Um, in the case of the studio you're working on it might be energy use per employee for example and then that's very useful to try and track progress because it's great to be doing all these actions but you need to be able to show some kind of improvement so it's important then that you're taking the information such as your your energy bills working out how much you're actually using and then tracking that on a, a yearly basis to, to show the improvements and that's very important for staff as well to see what have we actually achieved you know have we reduced our carbon um so information feedback to the staff is very important i know the average business assessments can, can probably identify somewhere in the region of you know forty thousand euros worth of savings for companies and obviously that can hugely vary depending on the size of the company and the type of activities they undertake but no matter how big or small a company is there's a huge amount of effort john in generating forty thousand euros worth of income you know that's in yeah, effect been burnt yeah. off into the atmosphere and doing further damage but when you actually look at continuous things like so we have transmitters for example that are transmitting 24 hours a day and when you look at the amount you know so we have five transmitters so when you look at the amount of stuff that they're burning on if you make even incremental changes it can generate quite a bit of carbon saving you yeah know? and i think as james was saying you have to look across all areas like the energy usage within the business is one the transport policies you know the uh, behavior of staff incentivizing staff i mean one one interesting way was um i saw i saw somewhere was ideas like giving staff an extra day's leave if they use a boat to go on holidays rather than fly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, but I mean, I think people need to be um, uh, open to that, you know. Yeah, a bit more creative. And I suppose legacy waste would be a huge thing, as you suppose. You know, the amount of systems that we might have, not just in here, but in general, operating and running, that maybe don't need to be operating and running as much as they do as things evolve and change and stuff like that as yeah, well. It's a general audit. somebody that knows... Um, 
to tell you how to tweak the settings on your computer or that you can make your screen less bright you don't actually need it that bright um, and that that can save you some stuff those kind of little things but I mean I think I, I was kind of the, the proverbial bull in a china shop wanted to go off and start doing all these things immediately but it's, it's very important and Deirdre was you know quite right in saying that like look you need to get your baseline first yeah that probably resulted from the research that you don't get your baseline first and then set your target and then what gets measured gets done yeah. you know and equally i think we need to be ambitious so i'd be very disappointed if 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 we're not at net zero in a couple of years <laughs> but, i mean i'm not i don't intend no, 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 well, hold on a minute. We'll, we'll come back to that in a second james i mean he, here's the boss talking about being very disappointed if we're not at net zero in a couple of years um it, I, i'm gonna let you go in a couple of moments but maybe before you do just to put deirdre's mind at ease and feel like she's not under quite as much pressure is it really achievable do you think for most businesses to get there james um, to net zero, well, that that's going to take a number of years um, at best. You know, it's um, and you got to look at the strategies to actually get to net zero. You know, you um, you're talking about uh, alternative energy sources such as renewable energy. You're talking about um, you know, like EV, electric cars. Um, looking at alternative fuels, maybe replacing oil with biomass, for example, yeah. so that's wood chip and wood pellet because that's neutral. Um, looking at energy efficiency, reducing the energy use by just being more efficient. Um, so there's a lot of different aspects to it. And look, Rome wasn't built in a day. James, all I can say to you is, uh, firstly, thanks for joining us. And second of all, uh, our own John Purcellier seems to be a man on a mission because with every one of those tips you made about getting to net zero, he nodded his head positively. Um, so it looks like we're well on track. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hang on to uh, Deirdre and John here with us in studio to, to wrap things up. But James Hogan, Programme Manager with Clean Technology Centre at Munster Technological University in Cork. Thanks for joining us on Ecological here on KCLR. Just gone 10 to 7. Stay with us and we'll have a chat about how we are going to get there. Making a change for good. KCLR's Ecological. In association with La Hartz Volkswagen. Discover the all-electric Volkswagen ID range at lahartzvolkswagen.ie very welcome back to Ecological here on KCLR. Eight minutes to seven o'clock this evening. Don't forget, of course, the Mallow Keith will be along after the news at seven with the Farm Show. I'm still joined in studio by John Purcell and Deirdre Drummy, both of the KCLR parish, and um, both having a discussion there on air or off air, should I say? Because Deirdre was just correcting John on the difference between <laughs> net zero and carbon neutral. So, um, John, uh, probably setting expectations a little bit too high for us here at KCLR, wasn't he, Deirdre? Oh, I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> How do I back out of that one? Uh, no, but so I what is the difference between carbon neutral and net zero? No, but I think that's a point as well, though. There are so many different terminologies out there. I suppose my understanding of carbon neutral is where you're, as a business or an organisation, you will have aimed to reduce as much of the emissions as possible. Yeah. But there may be some that you're unable to reduce. So there's carbon offsets or carbon credits. That's where you can buy these carbon credits, isn't it? Yeah, or offset, I think, is where you can, um, you know, maybe be involved in some schemes, voluntary schemes. Planting trees and, and doing what you need to do. So we are where we are as a company. We are a company of individuals who have creative minds and uh, factual research sort of minds. Um, we seem to be doing okay, though, don't we? 
I think so in terms of well, our we have to be ambitious I think the key thing is to be ambitious I was saying off air that like you know John F. Kennedy didn't say when he addressed the American people at the start of the 1960s <laughs> we're going to put man in the moon in 50 years he said we're going to do it in 10 years Yeah. and if you galvanise people and give them an ambitious target people are fantastic and they can do it personally I'm you know I'm tired of the kind of the the, the fatalism of we won't be able to do it and the endless arguing over percentages and all that. We just need to, as companies, as individuals and as families, just roll up our sleeves and do what needs to be done um, to to address the climate crisis. That's my view. Um, and I think without the ambition and without setting our sights high, uh, we won't get there. Yeah, and I think... And I think it's a communications... I think communications plays a huge part in it because unless we communicate belief and we communicate basic information to people we'll just be trashing around another five years talking about stuff and that's the thing isn't it i'm very you know john masterson again of this parish talks about when he worked in tv first 25 years ago they were talking about the health service they were talking about the education system and all we can't allow that kind of continuous just talking about the climate crisis to go on we have to do action and that's the thing isn't it I mean I, uh, Deirdre I, I'm sorry I don't know this I believe you have children as well I could be wrong apologies yeah. if got, so all three of us in this room have families and children and in future please God grandchildren and the like uh, whatever about the damage or the, se- the, the change that we can make at home what we do in our working daily environment is probably a much bigger drain on the environment than what we do at home so just looking at around what we do around our own house isn't going to be enough sure it's not no, we need to we need to all exercise leadership in our own lives, and I think we didn't really discuss it. But um, you know, equally, businesses have suppliers and they have people who get stuff. So I think, you know, for example, we'll be saying in in coming months that we will prefer carbon, you know, environmentally responsible suppliers, and yeah. we'll be looking at stuff about how far things have to come to get to us because sometimes cheap, you know, we have to start thinking about the cost of stuff in terms of well the euro and cent price might be one thing but if it has to come from the other side of the world are you actually better off just not getting it and sourcing it closer to home and um, as a local business with local in our name that's the difference um, between understanding the price versus the cost I mean they're very different concepts aren't they and I think we have to start looking at that when it comes to the environment as well and and look it's a it's a learning um, it's a learning I nearly said journey, but it's a learning <laughs> procedure, a uh, process. Um, but we have to, we can't just wait till we know everything um, before we start. We just have to start now and learn as we're going along. And Brian, as well, what you said about being in work. I think if you're thinking about it in work, it does transfer to home. So yeah. you're, you know, you are more conscious of it, even from, you know, the kettle not filling it up as much if you're only making one cup of tea or the dishwasher only you know, putting it going when it is full. They're all simple little things that can make a difference. Yeah, and I think if I was to wrap this up, I would say probably that each one of us in our own lives should take on those little simple things that we can do now, like this evening. If you're going to put the kettle on now after listening to this, don't fill it up unless you need to. And if you're going to take on those bigger challenges, don't be afraid to take them on because as we found, our very own Deirdre Dummy has done a really good job of making a start. That's around about all we've got time for this evening, guys. Thank you very much for joining me. Don't take don't take too long to wrap it up because I'll get into trouble for being late to the news. Can we turn on the lights now, Brian? <laughs> we can. I'm going to turn you off, John, because it's time to 
to go to the news at 7 o'clock. You're listening to Ecological here on Casey Laws. We've got lots more specials coming up over the next few weeks, but we're off next Thursday because it's St. Patrick's Day. KCLR's Ecological in association with La Hartz Volkswagen. Discover the all-electric Volkswagen ID range at lahartzvolkswagen.ie. The KCLR contact line 0833069696 Sponsored by dinnersready.ie With low calorie, healthy, balanced meals Delivered to your door 056 7769890.